Hey, it's good to have you back at Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. Um, take a little bit of time to do some business here. Um, if you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3, a nonprofit prayer ministry. That means whatever you send in, uh, whether it be offering or tithing or whatever, uh, is tax deductible. Um, we are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light on this broadcast going around the world. We are non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast to you right here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, where it's a sunny 74 degrees right now. Praise the Lord, the summer's gone. Uh, we're now broadcasting over 23 different countries and providences around the world. We're on Anchor, Spotify, and several other uh, uh, venues. So wherever you're listening to the sound of my voice this morning, on this wonderful Sabbath morning, I welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, as we begin to pray... I want to talk about communication today, and if you got your Bibles handy, I'd like for you to turn to Genesis 3 and 8. Genesis 3 and 8. Uh, I'll let you turn there as I, as I pray this morning. Lord, we are the body of Christ. We are redeemed from the curse of sin because Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases in his own body. And by his stripes, Lord, we are healed. I forbid any sickness or disease to operate in our bodies. Pray that with me. Just take a moment and pray that with me. We forbid any sicknesses or disease to operate in our own bodies. Every organ, every tissue of our body is functions in the perfection in which God created it to function. And we honor God this morning. We bring glory to our Heavenly Father through our own bodies, the temple of the Lord. We have the mind of Christ and hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of Christ's heart in ours. We are believers and not doubters. We are doers of the word, not only speakers of the word, but doers of the word. And we hold fast to our confession of faith. We decide to walk by faith and practice faith. By faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Jesus is the author and the developer of our faith. The love of God has been shed abroad around this world. In our hearts by the Holy Spirit and his love abides in, in a, each and every one of us richly. And I pray that we would keep ourselves in the kingdom of light, in love, and in the word. And that the wicked one would touch us not. We can tread upon scorpions and serpents and all, over all the power of the enemy. And we take our shield of faith and quench the devil's fiery darts. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say that with me. Greater is he that is in me 
than he that is in the world. We ask you to come forth, Lord, and be with us for this time of study in your word. Be with us in this time and and let us let us partake of this message, breathing in that which you have for us and exhaling that which is not. We ask it in Jesus' name today. Amen and amen. I'd like to speak to you today about communication. More specifically, the communication of our hearts. We finished up last week by talking about choosing the right friends. And this teaching is going to continue somewhat in that area. The foundation of all relationships, my friends, is communication. If there's no communication, there's no relationship. Think of who, think about who your friends are. They are the ones that you communicate with all the time. Your spouse is somebody that you communicate every day with. You are in a relationship with these people around you. If the communication between you and your spouse is not well, then your relationship with your spouse is not going to be very well, right? The same goes for our relationship with God. If you have no communication with God, there's no relationship. That is why it's so important to pray every single day. That's why it's so important to, to, to come into repentance and, and pray first and foremost for repentance and then move forward with your prayer for other things, other people. If you went to a, a whole day without talking to your wife, you'd be in deep, deep trouble, right? So why don't we look at it that way with God as well? From the very beginning of this world, God was a communicator. God desired to communicate with his creation. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, gave that to you a few minutes ago, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. God spoke to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. He was trying to communicate with them. They they chose to hide instead. They did not want to talk to God at that moment. And, and we know why. We know what happened. They were thrown out of the garden because of their sin. And mankind, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> mankind became cursed. So God has always desired to communicate with, with mankind. He has never tried to hide his plans from you and I. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 17, Genesis 18, 17, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? See, God revealed his plan to Adam and to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. God has always revealed his plans. Sometimes it is, it, it, it was through his own voice. Sometimes it was through his word, the Bible. Other times through a prophet. But God is a great communicator. 
And our relationship with him is based upon that communication, that very communication. So we need to, first and foremost, learn to communicate with our Heavenly Father. Jesus was a master of communication. He taught in parables that all people could understand. And, and, and he let his people know what his plans were. More specifically, Jesus communicated that which was in his heart, the truth of what was in his heart. In John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, John 15, 15, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you as friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Truly that song is correct when it says, what a friend we have in Jesus. We can see from Jesus' very words that the difference between a servant and a friend is based upon the depth and the content of their communication with one another. A servant doesn't know much because his Lord does not share many things with his servant, right? The servant hears things like this, but this is what I, I, I need you to grasp in today's message. This, this, and that. He may get a whole list of things that is not friendship, but that's a servant's hood. A friend knows all things. He doesn't just know the to-do list. The scripture said that Jesus told his friends all things. There was a progression from servanthood to friendship. And Jesus told his true friends his dreams. He opened his heart to the truth of all things. Jesus told him everything that he had heard from his father in heaven. And there's a principle here that I believe that we all need to understand about communicating with our hearts. And if we're if we're communicating with our hearts, we're opening we're opening our, our heart up to the very truth, the very truth about ourselves. Jesus did not tell his servants all things, but he told his friends all things. It is natural to have different types of friends. Some are acquaintances, some are friends. Some are acquaintances of other friends. So we communicate differently with people that, that we would call our friends, our close friends. Jesus was careful with the content of his com communication. You have to be careful who you tell your secrets to. You have to be very careful who you tell your dreams to. If they are not true friends, they may use your dream against you. Now, I don't want to be misunderstood this morning. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we are instructed to love one another as we love ourselves. To love one another as we love ourselves. And we all understand that today. We love and we trust one another. And we openly communicate with one another because we share the same dream, the same goal of the salvation of the lost. We all want to make it into heaven one day, correct? 
boy, I should be, I should, if I could see through the screen, I should see hands going up to heaven and, and the shouts of amen ringing in the air. That is our dream. That is what we are all about, the salvation of the lost. Communicating that to one another, communicating that to God. Having said that, we also understand that people will, not, will be people, and everybody can't be your closest friend. I had a friend, and I, I, I love the way my friend describes this. In life and in this world, and to some extent, even in the church, you will come across three types of people. The first group of people are your confidants. Confidants. And you will have very few of them throughout your lifetime. Confidants will love you unconditionally. They are into you. They will support you. They will, will be there in the good times as well as the bad times. They will bail you out of jail. They will be there when you're sick. They will be there when you are broke because they believe in you. They will be with you till you die. They will feed you. They will build you up. They, uh, they don't just take from you. They give back to you. Hallelujah. Confidants are special people. If you don't have a confidant in your life, you're always going to be giving, giving, giving. And never receiving. You will always be feeding and feeding and feeding, but you will never get fed yourself. We need confidence. We need those close and special friends in our lives. And if we're ever going to succeed in this walk, we need confidence. When you tell them your dream, they will help you to achieve your dream, not stand in your way. Your confidant will love you so much. <coughs> Excuse me. They will comfort you. They'll get in your face. They will tell you when you're wrong because they are confidants and they love you. If you have two or three of them in your lifetime, you are a blessed person. You are a blessed person. Like I said, if you have two or three of them in your lifetime, you will be totally blessed. So you need to find a confidant. And in the process of communicating with people, it is important to understand that, that there will always be people in your life who are your friends, but they're not really into you. This group, is your constituents. Your constituents are not into you. They, they are into what you are into. They are for what you are for. They are not for you, but they are with you because of what you represent. They are your constituents. And if they meet somebody else who can advance their agenda better than you, then they will leave you and hook up with them. They will always hook up with the person who can advance their cause the very best. So you have to be very, very careful not to mistake your constituents with your confidant. 
In the heat of the battle, you may break down and, and pour your heart and soul out to them because they seem like your friend. But be very careful who you tell your dreams to because sooner or later, they will break your heart. I want you to just understand that they are for what they are for, and they won't be around very long in your life. Constituents. And the third group of people in your life are your comrades. Praise God for your comrades. Your comrades are not, they're not always for you. They're not into you. And they're not for what you stand for. But they are against what you are against. They're your comrades in arms, per se. They fight with you against a common enemy. They are like the Old Testament kings of Israel and Judah who make allegiances with Egypt and Assyria because they faced a common enemy who was greater than they were. Once the enemy was defeated, those kings were no longer comrades. So don't be confused by their friendship. It, it has a purpose in your life. When you defeat what it is that you are against, they will leave you because they have just won their victory. Like scaffolding, they, they, they come into your life for a purpose, and when the purpose is complete, the scaffolding is removed. Don't get upset about it, because the building always remains once the scaffolding is removed. I want you to just realize that your comrades and your constituents are not going to be around forever. They are going to leave you. People come into your life and people go out of your life. But God is always there. Just realize that your comrades and your constituents are not going to be around forever. They are going to leave. Don't get upset when they don't react to your dream the way you expected them to because they were never for you in the first place. They were only for what you were for and against what you were against. So be careful then who you tell your dreams to. I think of Joseph, the dreamer. Joseph thought he was, uh, was safe telling his dreams to his own brothers, his own flesh and blood. Little did Joseph know that his own brothers were not his confidants. They were not for him. In fact, they were not even for the things that he, Joseph was for. Even though Joseph loved his brothers very dearly, <coughs> excuse me, they did not love him in the same way. At the very best, his brothers were his constituents. They were against the things that he was against. They had the same enemies. And when Joseph communicated his dreams and his passions to his brother, they did not like what they heard. They thought he was crazy. They got the wrong idea about Joseph. and They thought that Joseph wanted to rule over them. They chose not to believe his dreams, and they used his dreams against him and sold him into slavery. Don't communicate your dream with everybody you meet. Now, I'm talking today about communicating your heart. If you want to succeed in life, you must communicate with your heart. If you want to succeed in the kingdom of God, you must communicate your heart. So you need somebody to communicate your passion to. 
Excuse me, I had to grab a drink. We need friends who are really friends to us. We need somebody that we can communicate our dream to. I wonder, could I get a witness here today? Somebody shout amen. Of all the stories of friendship in the Bible, my favorite is the story of David and Jonathan. <coughs> David needed Jonathan in his life. And most of you know the story. David would, had been anointed to become the next king of Israel. And King Saul's son, Jonathan, became best friends with David. It was very unlikely friendship because Saul wanted his son, Jonathan, to become the next king. It was customary in that day for a newly crowned king to kill all the sons of the former king. And to be honest, Jonathan even wondered if David would do that to him one day. And David replied, how could you ever think that, Jonathan? How could you think of that of me? The Bible says that the souls of these two men were knit together. In 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 18, 1 and 4. And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day, and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword and to his bow and to his girdle. In the beginning, Jonathan didn't understand everything about what David was doing. But as time went by, David began to communicate his heart with Jonathan, his dreams with Jonathan. David and Jonathan became confidants. Confidants, excuse me. Think of how crazy the story is. The crown prince of Israel, Jonathan, and the one who should claim the throne becomes friends with a shepherd boy named David. Eventually, David reveals his destiny. God is removing Saul in favor of David. Yet Jonathan is so into David that he is not willing to give up the throne. But also, he's willing to give up his life for David's sake. In fact, it wasn't for Jonathan. David wouldn't have made it to the throne. 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 2. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father, seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in a secret place, and hide thyself. Jonathan became David's eyes on the inside of the palace. Jonathan was able to warn David at the appropriate times. And Jonathan was there for David when nobody else was. Jonathan played a large role in turning a shepherd boy into a king. We need a, we need a trusted friend like, like Jonathan. We need a confidant in our lives. So how did this unlikely friendship happen? All I can say is, God, God's blessing, God's favor. If you're going to share your dream with somebody, make sure that you share it with your confidant. God will always send somebody into your life to help you fulfill your, your very calling. 
God will send you a Jonathan. God will send you a, a, a Barnabas. You may wonder if you ever have a confidant. There is one way to be sure. Your confidant will weep for you when you weep and rejoice with you when you rejoice. In 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 41, And as soon as the lad was gone, David arose out of the place toward the south and fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself three times, and they kissed one another and wept one, one with the other until David exceeded. David and Jonathan were confidants. And the next time, you walk into a room and you tell somebody some good news. Stop being happy for a moment and watch their reaction. If they are not rejoicing for you, then you ought to shut your mouth and, and leave that place because they're not a confidant. Don't share your dreams with that person. They're not your friend. That is why Jesus said, I tell all things of my father to my friends. And David said in Psalms 25, 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. See, God chooses to communicate his secret with those that fear him. And the word fear means to have respect or reverence for him as our heavenly father. You respect those that you care about. You have a reverence for those that you love. And since you are really into God, he is really into you. And he chooses to share his secret and his, co his covenant with you. You say, well, I pray for the salvation of the lost, but I don't know. Are you a friend of Jesus? Is God your heavenly father? Then we don't just say, well, I share the gospel. We are excited to share the gospel. We're on fire for Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit's anointing, we go out and we share the salvation to, uh, of the lost. And the lost find Jesus Christ through the grace of God and the blood of Jesus. God is going to share his dream with you and I. And that is what Jesus was talking about when he said, I will tell you all things of my Father. So when you fall asleep tonight and your mind begins to dream a dream, I want you to remember that dream because I believe that dream is going to be the Heavenly Father placing his thoughts in your mind. God is going to share his dream with you. And that is what Jesus is talking about when he said, I will tell you all things of my father. Jesus was talking about God's covenant, God's dream for you and I. We know then that Jesus is really into us because he communicates his truths. He communicates his heart to each and every one of us. I wonder, is there anyone out there this morning that's listening to me? Anyone hearing me today? Shout amen. David would have never made it without Jonathan. Remember, we're talking about a relationship here today. We can't make it alone by ourselves. David couldn't, Peter couldn't, Paul couldn't. You know that God wants you to make it 
and thrive. You know that, don't you? That means that he is going to send you somebody you can communicate your very heart, your very heart's truths with. Somebody you can share your dream with. Somebody who can laugh with you and cry with you and, and can be your ears in the palace. Somebody that who can help you through the hard times as well as the good times. Somebody who can build you up. Somebody who can pray with you. I wonder as we find a place to pray today. Let's not pray alone, but let's find somebody that we can pray with. Call a friend, a confidant. Together, you can pray through your situation today. Whatever that situation may be. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's marital, who knows? But God knows. Find someone to pray with. Tell them your needs. Pray for their needs as well as praying for your own needs. Because we need one another. We need one another. In Jesus' name. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you till he brings us back Wednesday hence. God bless you. Thank you.